the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You know, when it comes to the Ten Commandments and the law of Moses, many Christians say, we're not under the law. We're under grace. It's true. But because we're not under the law and under grace, many Christians just ignore the law or dismiss the law or or think that the law of God has no significance in the Christian life. And I think that's an error. A law is a system of rules that a particular community recognizes as regulating the actions of its members and which may be enforced by the result of penalties. Most of us are familiar with all kinds of laws in our country, but what about the biblical laws? Today, Pastor Dan is going to be sharing a message with us regarding the Old Testament laws given by Jesus. There is much debate as to whether these still apply to us today or whether they don't. I believe that as believers, it's important for us to be familiar with these passages as we strive to live a more godly life. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Currently in the book of Exodus, we'll be in Exodus chapter 20. If you want to turn there in your Bible, that way you can follow along with us. So, Exodus chapter 20 this evening. Now, we're also going to look at some passages in Romans and Galatians. So go ahead and find those in your Bible, Romans and Galatians. But we're going to talk how we're not under the law anymore, so everybody can eat pork chops now. So... Exodus chapter 20, Romans and Galatians. Let me pray for us and then we'll get into the word. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for just this wonderful time that we have digging into your word together. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. We pray and ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. I pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word this evening. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we come tonight to the giving of the Ten Commandments, and we'll spend a few weeks looking at the Ten Commandments because of their significance, because of their importance, and because of their influence, not just in the Bible, but in human history, their influence on civilization. Even if someone is an atheist or disagrees with the Bible and doesn't believe the Bible, they they must acknowledge the influence of the Ten Commandments on humanity and civilized society. It's no exaggeration to say that the Ten Commandments have been the most influential law code ever given. In fact, in the architecture of the U.S. Supreme Court building, 
there are three references to Moses and the Ten Commandments in the architecture. I have a picture of one of the most prominent ones for you right on the front of the U.S. Supreme Court building at the peak of the roof is Moses holding the Ten Commandments right at the center as the great lawgiver. You know, it used to be, now I'm going to sound like an old timer here, it used to be that the Ten Commandments were displayed in government buildings and on monuments and parks and even, even in public schools, believe it or not. In fact, it was only in 1980. How many of you were alive in 1980? Many of you. You guys are older than I realized. So, so back in 1980, right, when you were listening to your Journey album and Hall & Oates or whatever, the Supreme Court ruled, only in 1980, they ruled against displaying the Ten Commandments in public schools. In a case called Stone versus Graham, a case involving the Kentucky public school system. And in that ruling against displaying the Ten Commandments in public schools, now they weren't teaching the Ten Commandments as part of the curriculum, they just had the Ten Commandments displayed in the classrooms in the public schools in Kentucky. The Supreme Court wrote that by posting the Ten Commandments in the schools, the state of Kentucky was, quote, encouraging students to read meditate upon, and perhaps venerate and obey the commandments. Can you imagine encouraging kids to obey the Ten Commandments? What kind of society would that produce if everyone obeyed the Ten Commandments? What kind of school would you have if all of the kids obeyed the commandments? How terrible. Now, even though the Ten Commandments are important and influential, most people are ignorant of them. Most people are ignorant of what the Ten Commandments actually say. Probably most of us here can name the four Beatles, John, Paul, Ringo, and George. Some of us can name the seven-stranded castaways on Gilligan's Island, but most people cannot name the Ten Commandments, or even half of the Ten Commandments. And I encourage you, as we spend several weeks looking at the Ten Commandments, I encourage you to commit them to memory. And what I want to do in our study is, is just provide an introduction to the Ten Commandments and what the Ten Commandments mean for us as Christians who are under the New Covenant. And then we will study through each of the Ten Commandments in depth. So this is just kind of an overview for us. You know, when it comes to the Ten Commandments and the law, of Moses, many Christians say, we're not under the law. We're under grace, which is true. But because we're not under the law and under grace, many Christians just ignore the law or dismiss the law or, or think that the law of God has no significance in the Christian life. And I think that's an error. It's true that we're not under the law, we're under grace. Don't misunderstand me. We're not under the old covenant, but we, we don't want to dismiss the law of God as irrelevant to the Christian life and never study it and never consider what the law actually says. Another thing Christians tend to do is see the law as something bad. And they'll, they'll say or they'll think, well, the law is bad. I don't know why it's bad. I just know that it's bad. And that's, that's also 
an erroneous way to think or an erroneous attitude to have toward the law of God. God gave us the law. And God is perfect and good. And the law is a reflection of God's character. It's a reflection of God's nature. The law shows us what's important to God and what matters to God and what pleases God. And so the law is not bad. In fact, in Romans chapter 7, verse 12, if you're taking notes, Romans chapter 7, verse 12, the apostle Paul says, the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. The law is holy. The law is just. The law is good, Paul says in the New Testament. Psalm 1 tells us the person who is blessed by the Lord, the person who is blessed by the Lord, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. The blessed person, the person who's blessed by God, they delight in the law of the Lord. And they meditate in the law of the Lord day and night. In the Psalm, Psalm 19, I'll just read it to you, but Psalm 19, verse 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yes, than much fine gold and sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Speaking of the law. In Psalm 119, verse 47, it says, And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. That's right. (laughs) Psalm 119, verse 97, the psalmist says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. The psalmist says, Oh, how I love your law. Oh, how I love your commandments. I delight in your commandments. Have you ever heard a Christian express their love of God's law? God's commandments. Have you ever heard a Christian say, your commandments are a delight to me? Maybe, oh, how I love your grace. Oh, how I love your forgiveness, but not, oh, how I love your law. My, my point in saying all this is the law is not bad. So if you've picked that up somewhere along the way in your Christian life, the law is not bad. It's holy. It's just. It's good. It reflects God's character and God's nature. Now, remember from our last study in chapter 19 last week, the children of Israel, they arrived at Mount Sinai. And at Mount Sinai, God instructed the Israelites to to set a boundary around the mountain so that he could come down upon the mountain. But he, he told the people, he warned them, they could not touch the mountain because God is holy and just touching the mountain would cause them to perish. And so they had to keep their distance from God's presence. 
And if you look back in chapter 19, verse 18, it says, Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked greatly. And with the blast of the trumpet sounded and when the blast of the trumpet sounded longer and longer and became louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him. We're told elsewhere in chapter 19 that there was thunder and there was lightning. There's earthquakes, there's fire, there's smoke. And now in chapter 20, verse 1, God spoke all these words. Now God speaks audibly. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. He gives them the Ten Commandments, beginning in verse So let's just read through the Ten Commandments here, beginning in verse 2. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor his car, or his vacation home, or his boat, nor anything that is in your neighbor's. And so these are the Ten Commandments. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make for yourself an idol. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, you shall not murder. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. Number eight, you shall not steal. 
Number nine, you shall not bear false witness. And number 10, you shall not covet. Now, remember, God gave these commandments to a redeemed people. After he delivered them from their bondage in Egypt, he even mentions that back up in verse 2. God did not give Israel these commandments while they were still in Egypt as slaves. He did not say, here are my commandments. If you keep my commandments, I will deliver you. Or if you keep my commandments, I'll save you. I'll check back in six months and see how you're doing. No, they already are redeemed by his grace. He's already saved them. He's already brought them out of Egypt when he gives them his law to live by. Listen, it's not keep my commandments and I will save you. It's now that I have saved you. This is how I want you to live as my people. And, And I point that out because some people make the mistake of thinking God wants them to get their life straightened out first. And God wants them to clean up their life and get their act together and start living right. And then God will save them. No, God, God saves us by his grace through Jesus Christ. And then he tells us how we should live. And it's always in that order, both Old Testament, New Testament. In verse two, God says, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. God redeemed them from Egypt and from their bondage as slaves, this is why they should obey his commandments. Because he saved them. He delivered them. This is why we obey the commandments of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ rescued us from Egypt and out of the house of bondage. What do you mean? I mean, through his death on the cross, Jesus delivered us from this world, and he delivered us from our bondage to sin. There is no one else who has delivered us from sin. And there is no one else who has delivered us from death. No one has died for us to set us free. And if it weren't for Jesus, we'd still be in the world, slaves to our sin and without any hope at all. And so we owe our lives and our salvation to Jesus. So, of course, we will obey him. The Bible says we love him because why? He first loved us and he purchased our freedom with his own shed blood. He demonstrated his love for us by dying for us on the cross. And we're just responding to his love for us by obeying him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so we show our love. We show our gratitude to Jesus Christ by our obedience to his commandments. And so, yes, God set the children of Israel free out of Egypt. He freed them from their slavery, but but now God becomes their Lord. God becomes their master. They're, They're just getting a new master now. And the same is true for us. We were slaves to our sin. We were in bondage. We were just in the world. And Jesus Christ, by his grace, he saved us from our sin. He saved us from death. He called us out of this world. He called us out of darkness into his kingdom. And now he is our Lord. Where before our flesh and our sin was our Lord and our master. Now Jesus Christ is our Lord and our master. We just got a new master now. A new Lord. And so here we have the giving of the commandments. God spoke the Ten Commandments audibly. 
in the hearing of all the children of Israel, all two million people, hear the voice of God. Note also here that God doesn't just give the children of Israel kind of a a vague, general commandment. He doesn't say, I want you to be a good person. What does that mean? By the way, that's the number one wrong answer that people give as to why they will go to heaven. I'm a good person. Being a good person doesn't get you into heaven. Only faith in Jesus Christ gets a person into heaven. Jesus says, no one comes to the Father but through me. So God's commandment is not this kind of vague, general commandment like, be a good person. No, he gives very specific commandments, doesn't he? Of how he wants his people to live. The first four commandments in verses 2 to 11 concern our relationship with God or our vertical relationship. The final six commandments in verses 12 to 17 concern our relationships with our fellow man or our horizontal relationships. And these two sets of commandments, they are interconnected. They can't really be separated. You you can't really say that I'll keep the commandments concerning my relationships with my fellow man and ignore the commandments concerning my relationship with God. I'll, I'll focus on the horizontal but I don't really care so much about the vertical. They're, they're, they're one. They're one. In fact, the commandments concerning our relationship with our fellow man actually flow from our relationship with God. We honor our parents out of reverence for God. We do not commit murder because God is the author and giver of life, and so on. And so we obey the commandments because of God and and who he is and out of reverence and fear of him. In Matthew chapter 22, Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus responded, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, all the law and the prophets Hang on these two commandments. And so Jesus summarized the Ten Commandments in two statements. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Loving God sums up the first four commandments. And loving your neighbor sums up the last six commandments. If I love God with all my heart and soul and mind, I will not have other gods. If I love God, I will not have idols. If I love God, I will not use his name in vain, and so on. If I love my neighbor, I will honor my parents. I will not murder my neighbor. I will not steal from my neighbor. If I love my neighbor, I will not bear false witness against my neighbor, and so on. And so the Ten Commandments can be summed up with the word love. Loving God and loving others. The Ten Commandments show us how to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and how to love our neighbor as ourself. Now, God will give the children of Israel a total of 613 laws in the law, what we call the law of Moses. These are just the first ten. And these ten are unique and they are treated differently than the other 603 
commandments. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thank you for making Ring of Truth a part of your day today. Tuning out the world and tuning into Scripture gives life a whole new meaning. While the Word of God may feel like a whole bunch of do's and don'ts, it also offers love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness that only Jesus can give. Pastor Dan Sexton has been teaching through a series that ultimately sets parameters and safeguards for those who choose to follow Jesus. Did we pique your curiosity? We hope so. If you'd like to hear more from Pastor Dan Sexton, please visit our website, calvaryec.com. There are loads more messages for you to listen to. Find out more about Ring of Truth and the church behind it while you're there. The About tab at the top of the page will fill you in. If you enjoy connecting through social media, then don't forget about our podcast. It can be found on iTunes as well. In addition, you can find us on Facebook. Are you a part of a church? If not, we invite you to join ours. Sunday service times can be found at calvaryec.com. We'd love to meet you and worship Jesus together. Our live stream is available for those of you not close enough to attend in person. We believe that time spent in God's Word is time well spent. There are numerous other ways to get involved with what's happening here at Ring of Truth, such as, well, why don't you just see for yourself? Under the Serve tab at calvaryec.com. We're out of time for today, but thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice. And it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.